passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This post-wrestling podcast is brought to you by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Financial literacy can be daunting, but it's one of the most valuable things you can equip yourself with. On NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast, their trusted financial journalists offer easily digestible, conversational discussions on topics like balancing your portfolio. If you think an ETF is one of Cena's five moves of doom, this show might be for you. Planning for your tax bills this April, so you don't have to worry about a visit from Erwin R. Scheister and putting away more money for retirement. Because unlike most wrestlers at the end of their careers, most of us should only plan on retiring once. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Welcome, everybody, to this month's edition of The Wellness Policy. My name is Waiting. Joined, as always, by Jordan Goodman. What's up, Jordan? Yes. Uh, what is up? I'm in a new home. We have a new guest. It is a new month, and it is a new episode of The Wellness Policy. Oh, big changes for you over the past month. Moved into a brand new apartment, right? Jordan? A row home. We call them row homes in Baltimore. A row home. Okay. I got a basement now, Way. Thank you. Ooh, okay. Lovely, lovely. Well, uh, we are here with a guest for this month's edition of the show, and uh, many of you listening will be very familiar with this man. He is one half of the BDE, Davey Portman. What's going on, Davey? Hello, hello, hello. I'm good, Way. How are you today? Hello, Jordan. Uh, it's, It's a pleasure to be here. And, of course, we want to say hi to everybody watching us right now in the Zoom room, uh, as always, on Thursday at about 3 o'clock or 1 o'clock. However, we'll let you know once a month we do one of these talks. And, Jordan, what is our topic for this month? The topic is community. And, boy, have we done a lot of pre-production for this episode, Way? Yes, um, I believe it. It was one conversation that maybe you and I, Jordan, have had, and then we were like, "Hey, Davey, you want to join us for this?" And Davey said yes. So yeah, I are. mean, I loved season one and two. I can't wait to get into the whole whole topic. We're talking paintball. We're talking Don Glover, right? That's why I'm here. I I have never seen the show, so neither have I. No. Well, th- how are we going to work this conversation then? Well, clearly, you're the community expert here, Davey. <laughs> Yeah, we'll have to adjust the conversation slightly to talk about the concept of community itself. And Jordan, why, why did why did this? You were the one to suggest this topic uh, again. And what 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 interested you about this particular conversation? Well, look, at least for the the point of this show, uh, I'm interested in having conversations around things that uh, contribute to our well being, 
uh, mental health and otherwise. And ultimately that affects all people uh, and especially wrestling fans as this is our specific community at post wrestling. And I don't know if it's a conversation that necessarily uh, we have often, or it's even something that we think about, but given that pro wrestling is a very specific community that is kind of like the cultural glue that brings us together here. Uh, it's something I've always paid attention to, even as a young kid, uh, where I was part of a, a wrestling community, as I've been part of many other important communities. And as human beings, like connection to other people is is part of our need. It's part of our drive. It's part of our survival. Uh, so I think, you know, having a bit more awareness around the ways in which uh, we identify and relate to different communities uh, is is important and healthy to our well-being. And Davey, you know, uh, we didn't just ask you to be on the show because uh, we know how much you love NBC sitcoms. <laughs> um, it's it's also because uh, Jordan and I both feel over the course of the past year and a half or so, you've done a tremendous job of uniting audiences of Up Next and the BDE into just an, an incredible sense of uh, of communal feeling when, uh, you know, through your t Twitch streams or as we're recording this, or you're actually uh, hours away from doing the Survivor Series draft for another year and you know uh we thought that you'd probably be a great person to speak about this topic itself so yeah Davey um you know like maybe talk a little bit to us about the the development of what you have dubbed the uh the BDE universe <laughs> thank you um well I think I think it's one of the the maybe positive things coming out of this pandemic is the has been the ability to kind of um be more than just uh two guys who talk about wrestling and put it out there for people to listen to and definitely becoming more of a, a community. The, the post wrestling, the up next community has definitely grown over the last year. And I think a lot of it is um, I, I believe we're social animals at the end of the day, whether you're like an introvert, an extrovert, we are all social animals and we require that kind of social connection with people. And that was taken away from us um, over the last 18 months. And a lot of us stuck at home. Um, I know, like, I personally went through a bit of a rough year. And uh, it was kind of diving headfirst, going, okay, well, well what, how can we use this time effectively um, to kind of uh, just grow, um, keep ourselves busy, keep ourselves entertained, and hopefully um, take, like, up next, up a level, and uh, doing these these Twitch games, uh, doing these uh, watch-alongs for wrestling pay-per-views and uh, all that kind of stuff um, started to kind of unite with the, the listeners a bit more. And, I mean, I can see a load of people in the room right now, like Neil Flanagan, Chris Elliott, Maddie B, Brandon, um, Scrump, like regularly contributing and coming into these, these Twitch rooms. And I kind of would consider friends of mine now a bunch of these people I've never met, but it's definitely um, become a thing where uh, we chat, like when we're not on Twitch, we, we chat, we have our own little groups. And I know there's, there was kind of a, was it a watchman chat group going on with some people within this community as well? Several secret chats. Exactly. All these secret chats where uh, it's gone from more of something where it's just, we podcast and people listen and they're our listeners to know these are our friends and this is a, a community we've built and it's been 
it's been really awesome for kind of Braden and us getting messages from people um, saying like, well, thank you. Thank you for providing this during the pandemic, especially because it's given me something to do. It's given me something on a, on a Wednesday night. I know I go in the Twitch room because you're, you're chatting about NXT or AEW um, and random nights where we're just watching, like we were watching a load of old rumbles last January and and that kind of thing. And, and definitely it, it kept me sane the last year because um, I, I am a social person. I, I work, uh, I work in a bar, which is a very social job. And to kind of have that removed for a good nine months, pretty much, it, you, I needed that interaction. And having this interaction definitely helped me. And uh, I think it helped others too. Certainly. Yeah. And I speak like, you know, simply as a fan of you guys, like, you know, the times that I've, I've ever dipped into any of your live games, um, it's, it's something that I think is, is very special about the, the type of podcasting you and Braden do. It just feels a lot more like hanging out with friends. Whereas, you know, I think like what John and I do are maybe a bit more, is a bit, bit more news based, but still, you know, it, it says a lot, I think, about uh, the type of podcasters you are and the type of audience that we've, we've both managed to, to acquire over our, you know, three, four years of existence at this point. Um, and Jordan, you know, you and I kind of spoke briefly about like, what the crossover might be between simply being a listener and and being an, an engaged member of a community. Um, do you have any thoughts about that? Yeah, and and to go even deeper with the conversation we briefly had yesterday, uh, you know, the question was, well, what is the definition of being a part of a community? And perhaps uh, maybe in, in a general sense, I think if we feel a sense of belonging perhaps, and subscribe to some of the, the, the norms uh, and the, the ideas and, and the cultural kind of hooks of a group of people, then I think it's valid to say that you're a part of a community. Um, there's a reason I'm wearing an I'm a Wei Ting guy t-shirt for this episode. Uh, I have been a part of what is now known as the post-wrestling community uh, since maybe 2013. And I had been listening to other pro-wrestling uh, podcasts and radio shows uh, prior to that. But when I found uh, The Law and, and really your shows underneath the, uh, the community of The Law, for me, it was like, okay, I kind of, these are guys I, I would be friends with, perhaps, uh, just culturally, uh, age, uh, the, the, the ways in which you were speaking about wrestling uh, with, with intelligence and with humor and uh, with critical thinking. And so for me, it was like, this is a community that feels interesting to me. And I have been a part of that community since then. Now, back in 2013, and for many years, I wasn't really interacting or engaging uh, with many members of the community, yourself included. But I still felt like I was a part of it. Uh, my, I guess, kind of bro- uh, cousin, uh, but a brother too. Uh, Brett is with us in, in, in Zoom. And he was someone uh, that I would like talk about post wrestling or the law uh, about with. So uh, he was part of it as well. And we kind of had this common bond as close friends that lived in the same area. And we could talk about, Hey, did you listen to that? Uh, that, that dry humor of Wei Ting at the beginning of the uh, raw episode this morning, perhaps. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but you know, over time, 
uh, we started developing like actual social relationships where we'd communicate through Facebook Messenger and then eventually uh, in person. And especially over the past year and a half, uh, doing it this way. Um, so again, I, I think it's really up for us to decide if we feel a connection or not to a community. And as Davey said, he's a bit more of an extrovert, uh, as I tend to be. And there are plenty of people where uh, speaking up or being more of the center of attention is not interesting, is overwhelming, it drains their energy and so on. Uh, but it doesn't mean that their presence uh, or their passive engagement is any less valid and their sense of feeling a sense of belonging or identity within that tribe of people is any less valid. Um, so, yeah, again, I think all of us listening to this, we are here because of pro wrestling. And I think if we start thinking of our connection to pro wrestling in a broader sense around culture and connection to people, then I think we can all really start to get a sense of at least what I'm talking about uh, when we're discussing this concept of community and belonging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, honestly, like, you know, when, when John and I started podcasting, I, I mean, I think, I feel like there was always something, um, surrounding, like there was a fandom surrounding the law and I was a part of it. Um, but I don't know how many places there were on the internet to really kind of gather and, um, discuss, you know, uh, with people who also listen to the show until like the Facebook group started popping up, um, until, you know, perhaps, um, the message board eventually started to pop up. And that I think is when we, the Facebook group for me was like when we really started to like develop people, um, that would come back, you know, being able to institute a, a feedback thread, um, and, and all that, that's when we start to get a lot of, uh, repeat, um, uh, I, I suppose interactions with people. And that's when you start to build these sort of, um, um, relationships i would say you know with, with uh various listeners and the, it's just only grown of course you know the more we have uh avenues to interact i mean we certainly were doing like you know these sort of zoom zoom chats in the past uh we we didn't have a discord back then you know and we didn't really have secret chats i would say with with certain people so the the, the combination of i think technology allow like really closing in the distance uh between you know a creator and listener um has has certainly really helped and i mean i think davy you you've certainly done a great job of utilizing technology to to your advantage in cultivating your communities yeah i'm i mean i think um social media gets uh gets a lot of hate and a bad reputation a lot of the time but we should also celebrate it as well because we the three of us wouldn't be having this conversation right now if it wasn't for like social media and stuff i um i went to my first wrestlemania this is obviously a like a, a wrestling podcast uh i went to my first wrestlemania in 2014 on my own and didn't know anyone didn't know anyone at all didn't know how to go about getting tickets all of that sort of stuff so found a facebook group which is about kind of tickets and what to do in the host city and all that kind of thing and started meeting people online through that and from going to that first event i knew what was going to be oh it's a bucket list thing to go to wrestlemania it ended up being a yearly thing that I do and to go for the wrestling became less and less and to go to actually meet these people I've met online became more and more. And I would say it was like, for me, a part of the driving factor among other things, but moving to Canada, it's like, well, I, I can actually get to 
be as part of that community a bit more. I can go to New York pretty easily to the Barclays Center to see a SummerSlam. I can do these different things and kind of snowballing. That's how I met you guys as well. I, I listen to the law. I hear there's going to be a, an improv comedy uh, wrestling show at the comedy bar uh, that you're kind of advertising on the law. So I go, ah, oh, I might, I might go along to that. I'll go along on my own. There's going to be wrestling fans there. Should be easy enough to strike a conversation at the bar. Um, Try to strike a conversation with John Pollock and very much shoots it down and goes, here's Braden. So, and the rest is kind of history from there, but it's, it's definitely from engaging. And and I would say kind of joining that Facebook group um, in 2014 and being a part of that community has allowed me to kind of, jump around and now we have friends and you find other common interests you do your mcu reviews and i i know the other day with the spider-man trailer coming out there's there's all that conversation as well but within this wrestling community so uh for for once i kind of want to say yeah social media is pretty pretty fucking cool as well so davy i'm curious you moving uh from the uk to canada uh was there other things that were bringing you there specifically or was the primary uh, purpose to be around this pro wrestling community? It, no, that, I wouldn't say that was the primary reason, but it was definitely a factor. Um, I, I was working uh, as an actor in the UK and was doing a lot of tours where I'd get to see other countries and stuff like that. And, and that was awesome. I, I always loved traveling. And the work started to dry up a little and I I found things were getting very kind of stale just in my life. And I knew I wanted to shake things up a bit. I was looking to, to try and move to the U S to pursue acting and the visa situation is so, so tough. Whereas this kind of Commonwealth connection with Canada and the UK, you can come on these, these two year visas. So I have a lot of friends and family in the States and I'm like, well, it's, it's closer. I, I can go and dip down and, and see them relatively easy, easier than taking a flight across the Atlantic. Um, so definitely part of, I wouldn't say it was a, a big selling point. Like I'm going to move to Canada to watch wrestling and meet wrestling <laughs> friends, but it was a, almost a perk. You go, ha, huh, I get to go and I can, go to a SummerSlam, I can go to a Survivor Series at the ACC, I can do all these things that haven't really been on my doorstep back home. You know, you you are clearly somebody who I think like makes friends very easily, you can start conversations very easily. But I, I have a feeling a lot of people may be listening to this, myself included. I mean, it's, you know, many of us consider ourselves introverts and striking those conversations in brand new unfamiliar situations is, is very difficult. So um, you know, and of course, like a lot of us would love to connect with other wrestling fans in a foreign city or whatever as well, but don't necessarily know how. So maybe if either of you, uh, what would you say to somebody who's looking to, you know, integrate themselves a bit more? So I just moved to a new neighborhood, as we said. And one of the key things for me in finding a neighborhood in Baltimore City to move to was I want to be able to walk to a legit coffee shop. And there's one two blocks from me. And maybe the second or third time since I've moved that I went in there, I was wearing my Ring of Honor hoodie. One of the baristas said, oh, ROH. And we started talking. And then, like, now we're friends. So, like, he literally kind of 
asked me out to be his friend a week or so ago. So I now have a new friend that perhaps would not have uh, been the case if I had not been wearing a Ring of Honor hoodie. So, I mean, think about how we do connect with other people, even if we're not going to open our mouths and socialize. If we see someone out in public uh, wearing something uh, and it's culturally significant of something we're interested in, we're probably going to notice it and feel some sense of connection to them. So I think that's a very natural, appropriate way to do it. It's just showing the world what we are interested in uh, and and it's in much easier open as far as uh, socializing with the with the stranger. Is this the power of merchandise? The power <laughs> of merchandising you've just uh, uh, solved, uh, uh, Jordan Goodman. The reason why wrestling T-shirts are so popular, band T-shirts are so. so popular. And and, I, and and sorry, going further, like, is there a reason why, like, maybe having simply, like, you know, um, I don't know, some sort of maybe more veiled, subtle reference on a T-shirt? might be somehow a bit more uh, tasteful than having just bring in or like always pounding ass like on a shirt. <laughs> Does that not? I don't know, man. In, 90, in 97, as like a 13 year old, that shit was pretty cool. Wait, I, I do know what you mean, though. I think uh, I always say the wrestling shirts I like are ones I can wear out and aren't blatantly a wrestling shirt. It can just be a cool design. And and one of my friends in in the city here, I I saw at a bar wearing a Kenny Omega shirt, and this is pre AEW. So obviously within the wrestling world, like you know who Kenny Omega is, but to the wider world, I think he's pretty niche. And it's just a cool shirt with the Omega symbol. And I'm like, hey, Kenny Omega, and he's like, you know Kenny Omega, and yeah, you start chatting about that rather than Austin three sixteen, and it's like, oh, this this wrestling guy. Right. Wrestling shirts are kind of like filters. You know, you're filtering society to see who the wrestling fans are that you might be uh, have like minded taste with. And I guess, you know, uh, either like a shirt that's too popular, like an NWO shirt, it might not necessarily be a great filter anymore because it filters so many people and it might not be indicative of, you know, who that person, how much how deep of a fan that person is. Um, and also I think there's just something to be said about like fashion. Um, you don't want something that just is either ugly or is too loud that it just attracts maybe unwanted attention. I tell you Perhaps what, I uh, sorry, Jordan. I was going to say, but it depends. Maybe if you're going to attract other people interested in that kind of thing. So for me, if I'm going out in public or wrestling show, it's not in my, uh, interest or nature to like walk around with a replica championship belt. Like that is takes a specific type of personality to do that. I'm not going to judge that or criticize that. Um, and but there are people that do that, and I'm sure they meet all kinds of people because they're walking around with a replica title. Maybe people want to take a picture with it. Maybe people uh, are collectors of them, and and they start chatting that way. Uh, but I guess to your point, there are all kinds of different ways in which we can visually express our interest in wrestling, and that's going to help attract to us the people that probably have the most in common with us what what were some of your earliest maybe um uh entries into various communities based off of your fandom of certain things or or otherwise i'll start with wrestling and i've been going i've been into wrestling since i was maybe five and i think the first show i ever went to i was six Uh, so i had been to uh 
probably 15 shows uh, or maybe even more uh, prior to the story that I'm going to share. But this one just uh, resonates and, and comes to mind first, uh, kind of that's relevant to the, the conversation we're having. The only WCW event that I ever went to was a Great American Bash at the Baltimore Arena. I would guess maybe 98, I'm thinking. And it was the, the, the seventh match, that best of seven series with Booker T and Chris Benoit. Wow. That's what I remember. What I also remember, I was young, like a preteen, and uh, my mom had taken me, and I was walking to the bathroom by myself. And this was height of NWO, and I had grown adults passing by me, like two-sweeting me. And I'm thinking like, oh, these these are like cool grown men and I'm some like small punk ass kid. They don't know me, but they are like including me in their tribe. And it was that sense of connection and, and feeling I was part of a community with strangers that made me feel like, oh, I belong here. I feel valued here. I feel respected here. Like this is fun. And, and, and for me, it was like, yeah, these are my people. When I go back to school tomorrow or when I go to uh, eat at Chili's uh, the next night, I'm not going to feel that sense of uh, cultural connection to the other people around me. I think Chili's needs its own hand sign. You know, Chili's? Like a C, maybe. Chili's. You know what? This could be a perfect opportunity. I'm a big fan of. Uh, I don't go to Chili's, but I'm a big. Uh, I, I would. I would bet money on a, uh, a a Chili's bump in the near future. We don't have. We don't have Chili's in Canada. I don't believe. Um, you have a Chili's you? two. Chili's what? Chili's a two. Chili's two T O O. These are found in like malls and airports. Way it's like a sequel to Chili's. Essentially, like we a Chili's could do a Express. Whole- I guess would be yeah yeah hmm. yeah wow but there is uh, there's Panda Express <laughs> but is there a Panda proper? True, I don't think so. I don't think so. We do need a Chili's here. Yeah. Uh, what about you, huh. baby? What are what uh, some of your earliest? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, similar to kind of wrestling was uh, the TV show Lost. Um, that for me was just a show that just sparked my imagination. There were always. Um, kind of like wrestling you go okay where's it going where's it going next what's going to happen what what's this character going to do and i joined a a forum because you're kind of analyzing the episodes and very similar to the post wrestling forum the the whole subject was lost but there was loads of different discussions there were like games going on in there and things and everyone would hop on after an episode and theorize what's going to happen and and take screenshots of oh did you see uh, Walt was on the milk carton here. And if you play this backwards, it plays, it says this. And just expanding from what I enjoy of, as just a 40 minute TV show every week, that on the surface, you can just sit down and enjoy, much like a casual fan with wrestling, to going, well, actually, let's analyze this. And where do we think it's going? And why did I like this? And why didn't this work for me? Um, so I, I feel that was definitely one of the the first kind of. Uh, I'd say online communities uh, I've joined. Uh, I've always been part of kind of clubs like uh, tennis clubs, drama clubs, um, music, that kind of thing where just actually physically with people that you meet every week. 
um, which I, I highly recommend doing. Um, but yeah, definitely lost um, was a, a big thing joining those forums back in 2004. For me, it was always like Bane that I, I felt like I, I had I, my strongest interactions with uh, when it comes to online communities. You know, it was like message boards. It's always message boards. I mean, it, it, it was at least back then. These days, I suppose it, you know, maybe communities exist a bit more on a Reddit or a Discord or something like that. But for me, it was always like these community message boards for like a, you know, like a Weezer message board or like a Death Room Above message board where um, we would like, you know, organize like, um, I mean, you know, meetups around concerts and, and whatnot. So um, that stuff was always incredible. Like it just kind of went hand in hand, I would say, with like, you know, the sort of DIY culture of a lot of the bands that I, I absolutely liked. And um, in many ways, I think it, it's the perfect vehicle to kind of like, you know, take your fandom to the next level, really. See, I never got too into message board culture, uh, but I was going to shows a lot, like a lot, a lot. And it's the same to being at a wrestling show. Uh, if I'm going to a concert, of course, everyone is there for a similar purpose. And it's a very specific cultural purpose. So you feel a sense of uh, connection and similarity to all the people that, that are around you. Uh, and thus, you know, if you are a bit more shy or it's more awkward to start chatting with a stranger, at least for me, it's infinitely easier if I'm at a concert because we all know that we have one specific thing in common uh, that most people out in the world, uh, you know, perhaps are, are definitely not interested in. Um, kind of similar to that NWO story. Remember the first time that I saw uh, Insane Clown Posse? You know, I'm, I'm <laughs> sure uh, Davey Portman is a uh, longtime juggalo. Oh, my favorite. And uh, yes, uh, whoop whoop. And uh, and even the way I found ICP, dude, I was in a record store as as a teen. And uh, I, the great Malenko, that CD had just come out. And the entire back of a pro wrestling magazine was promoting this album. So I was like, okay, they have a connection to wrestling. Let me check out their music. So really wrestling was my gateway into this band and, and their community. And so the first time I saw them, uh, I, I think I painted my face. I, I, I probably, I, I, I probably, I'm pretty sure did the whole face paint thing. And again, I'm a kid. I'm like, I, I might, again, my mom drove me and picked me up and had all the towels knowing that I'd be covered in soda at, on the ride home. And, <laughs> and Shaking. I'm in line with guys that are like twice my size and within minutes, I'm like on the shoulders of some guy and we're all just like acapella rapping lyrics to an ICP song. So again, it was this sense of like, I'm this small kid who is like holding court and feeling accepted by a community of uh, like older men. And that was an interesting way to spend a Tuesday night at that time. I think uh, we've kind of all mentioned about being shy and not maybe being confident putting yourself out there, uh, even if it is something like a band or a wrestling show. Um, I find you, uh, Jordan, you mentioned about uh, going to get a coffee, like going for a walk and getting a coffee, having, I've got to do that every day. Um, I know it would save me a lot of money to just have a coffee machine and make a coffee. But for me, it's that first social interaction of the day. I go for a bit of a walk and you say, hi, how are you? 
yeah, you don't have to try and spark any sort of crazy conversation and they'll either go, I'm good. How are you? Or sometimes they engage a little bit with you. And just having that brief conversation at the beginning of the day is, is cool for me. Um, and I, I feel just kind of getting the confidence to kind of put yourself maybe in social groups. Um, I think you've got to feel comfortable doing stuff on your own as well. So I'd recommend going to see a movie by yourself. Movies are the, the most unsociable situations anyway. You can't talk, but there's a stigma I feel a lot of people have. I hear a lot of people go, oh, I, I've never seen a film by myself. And you go, well, why? Well, why, why is that? Because you're sat in a dark room in silence watching this thing. And sure, at the end, you might talk to your friend about it, but really it's not a particularly social situation. And if you can kind of build up, start doing that, doing that by yourself, maybe you want to take yourself for lunch and then maybe you want to sit at a bar and similar, a bar kind of like a coffee shop, a, a good bartender will try and engage with you a bit and, and see where you are. If, if you don't want to talk, they'll kind of leave you, but you're, you're putting yourself in situations where maybe if you're not the most sociable person to make the first move, there are people around you. So then you might want to go to a concert and have big guys put you on their shoulders uh, or whatever. Um, and even like, even finding little tricks, if you don't want to necessarily go right up to someone and be like, hey, be my friend, let's talk. You can always go like, uh, hey, do you mind watching this for me? Um, can you take a photo of myself at this concert or, or whatever? You know, there's little things, little excuses you can use to engage with someone. And then you kind of put the ball in their court. They'll be like, hey, how are you enjoying the concert? That kind of thing. Or sitting at a bar, oh, man, this game, I can't believe that they just scored sports, whatever. You know, there's different ways you can engage with people. Um, and I, I think trying to, for me, I the first time I went to the movies on my own were because I had a break between my two shifts. And I felt kind of weird about it. I'm like, oh, going to the cinema on my own? And then I came out and I was like, I loved that. I love just sitting there on my own, not having anyone in my ear, not worried about if the person next to me is enjoying the film as much as I am or what, and started doing it a lot. And I've definitely got to the point now, um, I love doing so much on my own, going traveling and meeting other people. Um, I know it's kind of a weird time right now, but uh, I would always book myself in a hostel if I'm going somewhere because it's the easiest way to meet other people. And you can kind of be, you're not tied to them. If someone goes, hey, do you want to come out? No, I'm doing my own thing. And that's cool. You're traveling on your own. But if you go, yeah, actually, I'd love to join you for that. It's, it's little things like that that actually make it a lot easier, even if you are a bit of an introvert. And, and I've seen people, I, I've been in hostels and there's been people who've been kind of quiet, but join with you and join with your group and that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it's, it definitely is stuff you have to build up and, and making that first step, doing some little activities on your own rather than just being, oh, I'll just stay at home. No, no one wants to do anything. So I'm just going to stay home and, and scroll through Netflix again. Davey, I'm curious, because I would imagine a, a lot of people who perhaps have this type of social anxiety uh, where it feels more vulnerable to uh, attempt to connect with a stranger. I think a lot of people like that and the times in which I feel that as well, because we're all human and have... Uh, experiences like this. Uh, often I'm stuck in my head 
because I'm perhaps afraid of judgment from the other person. Uh, I've also come to learn that if that's where I'm operating, then it's probably some sort of way that I'm actually judging or criticizing myself. But Davey, with you, I'm curious, you have a lot of training as an actor and in improv. Would you say that or those experiences or training have perhaps contributed to your comfortability in the unknown of a social interaction? Uh, I mean, I would say I'm I'm never 100 percent comfortable, Um, even like even as an actor and as a podcaster, I, I get nervous doing public speaking that that's something different to me. Um, kind of talking with you guys like this is very different from standing up in front of a hall of people and giving a speech. Um, it's very different from say, like trying to ask a girl out that I find cute or whatever, or just engaging with people. There are those, um, always, always those fears. And just because someone seems, uh, I mean, a lot of actors are the most introverted people you'll meet and it, it'll surprise you. Um, I, I remember Same there with was pro wrestlers. Yeah. Uh, I remember creative. the actor Rupert Everett was on celebrity apprentice in the UK and he quit after a day and said, uh, there's, there's too many characters. I, I feel so like um, there's too many cameras. I feel so kind of um, uncomfortable and people are like going, this is an actor. This is like a Hollywood actor. What does he mean? He's, he's feeling uncomfortable. And it's like, yeah, cause he's, he's being himself. And, and I think also that, that fear of rejection, say you put yourself out there, Hey guys, how are we doing? We're enjoying the concert and people look at you and who are you? It's that fear of rejection is there and it does suck, but ultimately it's more of a reflection on them than you necessarily. And what have you lost? You've had some say, ah, no, I, I'm good. I don't want to talk to you, maybe, which in the moment can suck. But really, it, you haven't lost anything from it. I mean, I, in, in some of those situations, like if I'm, you know, eating at a restaurant by myself or like if I'm going to a concert by myself or something like that, I'm just honestly thinking how many times have I been to a concert or ha- have I eaten at a, at a restaurant and I paid attention to the single person sitting next to me or across from me doing that by themselves. For me, it's zero. Mm. I don't give a shit about what other people are doing. Um, and knowing that, I think you start to feel that nobody really is paying attention to you either, or at least like no one cares enough to judge you for going to this thing by yourself. If anything, I think people... I, 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 I always like, you know, feel like a sense of admiration for people who like are confident enough in themselves to be able to do, do those things on their own. Or, or to me, it tells, tells me how much they truly love that band or want to see that movie in order to, you know, just deal with perhaps the social pressure of, of not going with somebody and just seeing it on their own. Yeah. And sometimes I prefer that. I've gone to concerts myself. Uh, I went to Bonnaroo many years in a row, and I would always go down. It was an 11-hour drive. I went with the group of people, but it's not like we all hung together uh, 18 hours a day, uh, four days in a row. Like For me, it was fun to have the freedom to just be open to whatever social experiences uh, were presented to me and not feel like I had to consider uh, one or two or six other people, and if they were interested in kind of going that direction uh, socially in that moment. Um, I, I think part of what we're getting to is just a comfortability with ourselves. And to your point, Way, 
I think when I started to really understand that as, as a young guy, where everyone is so focused on their own shit. We're all the star of our own show. And so if I can just acknowledge that the other people around me, of course, they may have judgments of me. They may have criticisms of me. If they do, why would I really care? And again, that's part of our own sense of like self-esteem and confidence. But even still, like most of the people are just stuck in their own heads with their own self-criticism and feeling like everyone's judging them. And I think once you uh, perhaps even start to have empathy for other people having that experience, but even just the universality of we all are human and we all are uh, not perfect and we all have insecurities and vulnerabilities uh, and also we are wired to be connected, to feel seen. So, I mean, to me, that makes it easy to go on the street and make eye contact and maybe smile or give a head nod just to acknowledge a, a person's existence. And if they don't give it back, I'm not insulted by it, uh, it because it was really about me just being kind and generous. But knowing that at, at, at a certain level, like we all want to be seen and, and, and feel heard and, and things like this. Uh, I, I don't know. It, it, it feels nice to just connect with other people. And again, the point isn't to get a specific response back. The point is just to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, some really interesting thoughts brought up by both of you. And at this point, I wanted to open it up to everybody who's in the Zoom room right now who might have something to say about the topic. Uh, if you want to share some of your first experiences of engaging with online communities or real life communities. If you have anything to add to the conversation, we would love to hear from you. And let's start off here with our friend Scrump from Pro Wrestling Tees over in Chicago. Scrump, what's going on? Hello, gentlemen. How are you guys doing? Hey. Scrump! Good. Nice to hear from you. Uh, well, it's funny you speak specifically like community online because, uh, you know, uh, with David being here, it's funny because they always tell you, like, don't meet strangers online. Uh, and definitely don't drive to Canada to go spend the night with them because uh, that, you know, I met Davey and Braden once along with you, eh? And they were like, yeah, if you're ever up in town, come on through. And maybe like a month or two later, I took them up on that. Again, I knew they were good guys from just having listened to the show, but it was never a thing where um, I really do them, you know? But over the, over the course of time, you know, we've uh, we've gone on many a trip, spent many a time together. Um, and I'm glad because, uh, again, with the post community as a whole, like, there's so many cool people that I've gotten to know. Um, like, when I, one of the things that when I started, uh, like, my own podcast, it was primarily... I just want I just want to talk to my friends and I want everyone else to know how cool they are. And through that, like I've had to have many of you guys. Like you guys have been on there, or I've been on on your shows and things like that. And while like <clears throat> yeah, it's cool to talk to the young bucks or Eric Bischoff or Kevin Smith, whatever. Like I mean it with no hyperbole. I had I, I think it's way much of a bigger deal that like I get to talk to you guys and that, you know you guys are people that I can text or talk to if, about just whatever, you know, last time David was here, we literally drove around to like four in the morning, just in the middle of nowhere because nothing else was open. And I enjoyed just like, you know, bonding with all you guys and, and talking with all you like that. And, you know, again, there's other people just in, in this chat right now. And like, 
I love that post and up next, you know, they foster that community because, um, you know, especially with wrestling, it's always one of those things where it's like, oh, you like wrestling? That's so stupid. But like, I just, I unapologetically love it. I un- unapologetically like talk about it. And I think, you know, we've fostered a community where you can sit there and have these conversations that other people would normally ostracize you for and not have to worry, you know? Um, it's just, I, I really, again, like following you guys over from the law, like, it was a bummer that that kind of ended, but it's almost like, well, it's kind of good that it did because like post has sort of grown into its own specific thing. And like, um, you know, it's just sort of just brought us all together. And um, although I don't like watch all the weekly shows or watch everything that everyone reviews, like sometimes I just want to listen to you guys talk about a, you know, UWF show that I'm never going to watch, but just, you know, hearing you guys talk about it, um, it just it, it's almost like I'm just sitting in on a conversation with my friends, you know? Thank you so much, Scott, for sharing that. And and um, to me, like what you've just hit on is I, I didn't even think about it when we're talking about the, the topic of community. But to me, like podcasting is directly like I, I it fits so well, I think, with just the feeling of being a part of something else, because podcasting to me, at least my, you know, our form of podcasting is very much just like we don't edit like we record the conversation that we have and then we put it out there and and for me the the power in that is that it directly often for me feels like we're either letting other people in just you know sitting here um to listen in on our conversation or if i'm listening i feel like i'm just sitting in on somebody else's conversation on a regular basis so thank you for sharing that scrum of course yeah and even i go ahead scrum no 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 go ahead jordan I was going to say, so I still don't know, Scrump, if we have met in person. We may have at at a New York bar after G1 Supercard. But assuming that we have not met in person, I would say you're like a good friend of mine. Even though we don't really talk that often, but through social media, we end up communicating pretty regularly. And uh, I've been a guest on on your podcast. You've been a guest on my silly Instagram live show and through the community of wrestling and more specifically through the communities of post wrestling and up next, uh, you and I have been able to meet, uh, and it's been a joy, uh, especially of this, of this pandemic to just feel a sense of, uh, being in community with you. I definitely, I, I think we might have met at that bar. I still don't remember. Um, but no, yeah, like, you're also someone, you know, like I said, I, I consider, like, a good friend, and yeah, it is just, I mean, I guess we are now in an age where, um, you know, you don't have to, to meet people to, you know, become friends with, because, I mean, even someone like like uh, like yourself, you know, we're not that far away from each other, We I could just get in the car right now and drive over there, and, and we can hang out and stuff, but through through the podcast and stuff, it's, it's a lot easier to do that, and I guess especially when we were all at home through the pandemic that sort of did make it you know a lot easier um like with your show again that was another thing with your show like david talked about public speaking being afraid of speaking like i sit down every week and i I record myself talk but like doing it on instagram live when god knows who can just tune in and and see and hear that was like a little intimidating and i think we like hit the max limit 
Like I was like, all right, maybe I'll do this for half an hour, 45 minutes. And I think you and I probably talked for three, maybe like four hours, something ridiculous like that. But it was because like, you know, I was comfortable enough with you to like, just be able to do that where normally I wouldn't just like, Hey, here's a live stream of you just speaking for, you know, two, three hours. Well, thanks man. And, and I think an important point too, that we haven't really touched on yet is this sense of community leadership and community building. So uh, when I'm doing uh, like a comedic absurdist Instagram live show, uh, I am facilitating that social experience, just like when uh, Davey is going to do his Survivor Series uh, draft game tonight. He's hosting a specific social ex- uh, experience, just as this wellness policy, uh, us here live in Zoom as as a group of people, uh, we are facilitating and, and there's a different sense of expectation. Uh, there's There's just a different vibe, uh, whether we're doing this or something uh, a bit more playful or absurd. And, uh, you know, like so much respect I have uh, for for someone like Davey and Wei, especially during a pandemic where I was living alone and social contact with other people was not safe uh, for myself and especially for others. Uh, You know, you guys helped provide like social experiences for me. And, And again, I'm so passionate about a topic like this because it is in our bi- biological nature uh, of survival to feel connected in, in these cert- sorts of ways. Um, so I, I guess maybe a broader point I'm trying to speak to is that uh, it's it's the, the community builders and the social facilitators that are kind of leading these experiences. Um, you know, this is how we kind of pick and choose what resonates with us, what feels good or not to us. Um, and I'm glad you shared that scrump because again, what I was offering you in that experience was complete absurdity on a tightrope, uh, complete improv, live on the internet. But I wanted people to feel safe with me in it. Uh, I was clear that I'm playing the clown in this interaction, and I want people to just have a fun time. Jordan, I mean, uh, just to kind of add add to that, I mean, um, you know, like maybe maybe it, it takes us providing sort of the platform but i mean it, it very much is up to i think you know people like yourself to to reach out so um you know i i met you i suppose through this whole thing and specifically i've i, I only heard you speak through davy's podcast that he did with you uh, earlier last year and that in turn has kind of you know grew into our own friendship um, so I think it very much like, you know, requires people to take that step forward as well, including the people that are choosing to call in right now. So including Scrump as always. So we thank you very much for the call. Of course. Thank you guys. Thanks. Scrump. Let's go up next. We have a few calls here and uh, a few favorites of the post wrestling audience. And for that, of course, we go to New Jersey. Hopefully this man is still around. Brandon, <laughs> are you there? Hello? Hello, Brandon. Hey, what's uh, up, man? How are you? How Great, are to you? To you. <laughs> Great to talk sure, to you. Sure, likewise. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the thing with community is, I, I mean, if you would have told me that I would have, I would be like really good friends with uh, a majority of the people that are either in that chat room right now or in the, whoever they, they, that are in this conversation right now, I would have laughed at you because. Uh, before 2019, when I went when I when I went to Toronto for that for 
the NXT show before it, it turned into a allegedly. Show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I was I'm I'm a total introvert, and I would have never made that journey. Uh, I, and it turned out to be a, a great time. I mean, especially when they abandoned me after the show. <laughs> we had a show to record, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I, I ended up at a, at a great Haitian restaurant called Rum Corner. So uh, I, I had some oxtail that night. It was great. But uh, so, so so let's go back. I mean, so for you, like you know, you're saying like you know the act of of getting up there for our uh, for the up next um, pre takeover party, and then um, you were supposed to make an appearance, I suppose, <laughs> at our live uh, podcast for that me and John did. Um, that was clearly yeah something that was very unusual and a big step for you. Um, can you maybe take us back to like, you know, like your feeling of like before walking into perhaps the bar and then subsequently maybe the, the decision to not show up to the, uh, the, the, the live podcast the day after. So can we, can we go a little further back uh, to your sure. New York show for, for that? Oh, meeting? okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was, that was like, cause like I got into your podcast, like I, I, I full, full disclosure, I wasn't really a law fan. But I heard Jordan Breen, a, a mutual friend that we know, mm-hmm. he was on one of your Rewind Aways and uh, it was funny as shit and, and whatnot. And I was a big fan of his. And I, I, I didn't really get into the law. And then by the time I started getting into the law, it was over. And then you became post-wrestling, blah, blah, blah. So I went to the New York show and I, I was called out when I, after I wrote an email by John. And I was scared to death and I was sweating profusely because i don't i don't like crowds like well, i didn't back then I, i'm i'm more adjusted to it now and whatnot but uh so i, I remember going to the new york show and I, I saw mj and he was at a table next to me. he was like man i can't wait to meet this brandon guy i was like he was like yeah, i love his emails i was like <laughs> i was like oh fuck i i can't believe i created this person <laughs> so he was like what's your name i was like oh uh uh guillermo <laughs> <laughs> and so, so you guys did your thing and then you did the, the meet and greet and then we shook hands and john was disappointed i didn't ask a question i was like that ah, i was very embarrassed i didn't want to... i'm new to this shit okay so so the toronto thing like the whole trip up there i was scared to death like like because i never traveled abroad like alone like i usually either travel with friends or family and whatnot and whatnot because i don't know i, I I was never accustomed to travel. It was, it was it was a new thing. So when I went there, it, it was different. <laughs> Everything's different. <laughs> and we were going for the meetup, and I was scared to death <laughs> again because I was like, these people on the internet are calling me out because they like my nonsense, and I'm like, what have I done? <laughs> and it was scary. But then when when you get there and you start talking to them, it, it becomes a vibe and, and whatnot. And everyone was super super chill. I, I miss John and, and WH, but because uh, <laughs> I was late, because uh, Bank of America cut my funds because they thought that uh, <laughs> they thought that that someone was uh, jacking me for uh, for fake charges, <laughs> so I I had to do a whole a thing to to get my Uber to to drive me there. It was it was it was, it was all cleared up and whatnot, and uh, it, it was fun. It was great, and I I told myself that uh like that I was going to travel more uh, after that. Cause I was like, well, it, it wasn't that big of a deal. It was, it's, it, 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 it was cool. I mean, it's cool to see do new things and whatnot. And then the pandemic hit and now here we are back to square. Wait a second. So, so what, and so why did you not show up the day after? 
to our podcast? Oh, 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 oh. So uh, <laughs> this is a funny story. So I, I was a big fan of Cash Cat. <laughs> and like, <laughs> I, I like Canadian television and whatnot. So <laughs> I started watching, I started watching uh, your version of MTV, uh, <laughs> Much Music. I was like, oh shit, they got a different version of Cash Cat. <laughs> version of cash cat so i started watching a whole block of it and, I, and by the time by the time it was like over it was like it's like time to go to get my flight yeah i missed the show okay so you, you picked cash cab over us all right well, well, <laughs> not as dramatic of a story as i thought but right i'm sorry to disappoint you right hey uh glad you could make the trip anyway uh and cash cab is a great show so Thank you for sharing, Brandon, and uh, of course, we all appreciate your your part in the community. Uh, listen, listen, this was this call was a train wreck, but in all seriousness, like the community that you guys have fostered, like Davey and Brandon and uh, and Post is uh, like some of the people that I interact with are like friends of mine now. Like I talk to them like almost every day. Like uh, I used to be terrified to send way <laughs> a, a message on Messenger or or like God forbid, send something to John and like they're very accommodating like i could send way a picture of me donating blood (laughs) (laughs) that was was weird yeah it was super weird i will say i will say like what amazes me is like i i think john like especially when we get to like very late into the podcast he he does have a pretty like short leash about like how much he can take but he always has energy for your calls like he always has energy for your feedback and um i mean i don't know you just have no matter how disastrous they are like asking about eric marcott doing an impression of jeff boy (laughs) it could be as nonsensical and he has totally lost (laughs) totally confused anyway thank you brandon i love you guys i love you thank you all right wait I, i was scared to talk to you too why man like because you're I, such I, like a, a a significant cultural figure. Oh, <laughs> hilarious, that's really silly. But um, yeah, I, I I guess I can understand if like you know like the the interaction has largely is largely one way when you're just kind of listening to you know uh, somebody talk for a long long time. But I mean, how do you feel now? Like how how do either either of you feel now? You know, after no actually knowing me. Like well, now we're is, friends. Yeah, this is normal now. And we're, we're so used to kind of recording and interacting in this way. Uh, but for sure, like I, way, I listened to you for a couple of years before I, I met you and was involved in all this. So it, it is, uh, it, it definitely is um, it's an nerve wracking. Yeah, it yeah. is. And, and I think like, and I think, time... sorry, go ahead, please. I was say the, the perhaps maybe you're right. The one sided kind of relationship of, consuming someone's content for so long and the intimacy of podcasting perhaps as well. Um, you know, I, I am a legit fan of, of yours still, obviously, and John and had been for many years and had consumed, uh, hundreds, uh, of hours, if not perhaps a thousand or more hours of your content, uh, to the point where when I first uh, met you guys. I, I briefly met you, but I, I sat with John and chatted with him for a little while in New Orleans at Supercard uh, a few years back. And, you know, that weekend I was meeting a lot of people. Uh, for months at Ring of Honor, I was working with uh, some people that I had been fans of and watching on television for 10 or even 20 years. But I was very honest when I told John, like, 
yo, man, you're the coolest dude that I've met this week. Or this is like, you're the person that I was most looking for to meet uh, because I, you guys were such fixtures in in my life. And that's a big deal. I mean, it's an honor, first of all, like to absolutely hear it. Um, but like the way I've always kind of looked at my position in, in this whole thing is just like, I I just happen to be this guy in this position, you know, like with like that John Pollock happened to pull into a recording studio uh, one time. And here I am like 13 years later. So it really could be anybody. And I, I really just, I, I mean, I just see myself as no different from, you know, anybody listening to this right now. So but thank you for sharing. I'm always happy to hear that. And of course, uh, we go to the chat room for conversations with uh, more valued members of the post wrestling community, including Hanzi. Hanzi, are you there? What's going on, man? Uh, it's a good show. I, I kind of came like 20 minutes late, but I, I picked up what you guys were talking about, and you guys are talking about community. So I kind of, uh, you know, it's one of the topics I kind of related to because I know this meant ever since I, I listen, it, it's kind of like been a gift and a curse because I, I finally feel like the last couple of years that at least kind of partaking in this community and at least keeping myself limited in the sense that I don't want to be overbearing. I know people are going to say, oh, you know, you're not going to be overbearing, but I, my mental issues and all that is like very, very overbearing, especially since I've like, I don't know, maybe because I, I didn't take, you know, uh, political, like political stuff like too super seriously back then. And, like, knowing, like, you know, how the world operates or how I think it operates. So I never, like, I was always easy going with every, everybody and all that. So I, I, I feel like, you know, if I keep myself limited in a sense, even though I, I might suffer a little bit mentally, I, I feel like I, I, I found, uh, you know, a, a good community that I can chill with. Because, like, I mean, I've been around all kinds of communities ever since post-Stern. And I think that like, people think that when I name-drop Stern that I'm trying to, like, go, oh, look, I, I, be impressed that I was on Howard Stern. I mean, sometimes that, that might be if I want to talk to a chick or something like that, maybe. But no, but, 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 but the thing is, I do that because I don't... I put out there because I think people who will know that I'm from that show, they have this perceived notion... They, they have these, like, preconceived notions that they go, oh... Well, he was a mentally ill guy on that show. If anything goes wrong, then we can just weaponize his mental health. And trust me, there's times where I am irrational with, with stuff like that. And then especially when you're in the world of quote-unquote conspiracy, you think that, okay, well, the mainstream media is not telling me all everything. I need a community that's going to, like, discuss things. And then you find out that those communities as well are, like, funded by, like, you know, far right-wing people. And then they're also taking advantage of the truth to spread their own shit. So, like, you know, so then so I become disillusioned because I don't know who to trust, who to be around with. But like, I don't have a problem doing stuff on my own kind of in a way because I, sometimes I just feel like mentally I'm in my own head anyways. And I'm, I'm always constantly coming up with dialogue and something like that in my head so I can write a sitcom or something like that. So I'm always in my own head and recreating shit in my own head. And it just it, it becomes way too much for me to, like, have to be a part of like a social group because I don't know if I'm going to offend somebody. I'm always worried if I if I'm not funny enough, if I bring it up to the table. That's why I like limiting my interactions. Like way when I call into your show, I try to like limit myself as much as possible because I don't want to like 
hold you guys and kind of go, oh my God, Hansies won't stop fucking talking. You know what I mean? So I mean, so, but I, but I think that this community that I've been a part of so far has probably been like one of the better communities that hasn't made me feel like shit for being mentally ill. And you guys have been very accommodating and not, and you, and you guys, I give you props for not pulling that, pulling the busted open or the Howard Stern shit by going, Oh, he was crazy on Howard. So let's get him to be crazy on here. That knowing that you'll fuck up my mental health in some way. You know what I mean? Thanks, uh, Hansi. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I, I think we just go by what you give us and it's like your calls. You're probably one of our more, you know, conscientious callers of, uh, our time. And you usually just kind of get your question in there and then you dip out. And, uh, you know, oftentimes I think you, you can, stay on a bit longer if you really wanted to, you know, just to kind of engage in the conversation. Um, but I think, you know, we all appreciate how respectful you are and we give you that same respect. Like I, I don't, you know, I, I did listen to Stern for a time, but I, I admittedly like not, I'm not as familiar with maybe your persona that, that they tried to cultivate for you on, on that show. So it's, it's, and it's, it's not really what we're our show. Our show is about anyway. Like we're pretty much, you know, news and opinions and, um, it's it's whatever you give us that that we 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 showcase. No, and, and listen, I, I appreciate that, and I also appreciate you guys, like like not just you guys, like the law in general for opening the door to see to be cool with other people because a lot of really cool people from this community that like like I, I don't get talked to super often. Like I like Jordan, I like Davy, I like Brayden, I like all I, I like all these, I like all the people like Scrum, but I, I like I like Brandon from New Jersey. I like I like all these I like all these guys, whatever. You know what I mean? Like it, it, so so like I, I'm thankful that you guys have introduced me to like nicer people also who are just trying to be peaceful and trying to just find their own community. Because I, I actually I see dig that and I wish there was more people that you know, did what you guys did instead of trying to chase the overly controversial things all the fucking time. You know what I mean? So I appreciate you guys for all the work you've done. And this is probably one of my favorite communities to be a part of. And I'll leave you guys with that. Thank you for the good show as always. All right. Thank you, Hansi. It's important as well to like recognize if a community you're trying to get into is, is not giving you that respect and to, to get out of there. Um, Like I've, as I said, I listened to the law. I I've listened to you guys like a long time before joining it. And I've, I only know of Hansi through you guys, through this show. And he always treats you with respect. And you hear, um, like, Hansi's been open about time on Stern and stuff. And it's, it's like at school, you know, you're hanging out with a bad crowd. Um, find, find the community that accepts you. And I think Post, um, within this, like, wrestling world, is pretty unique in the fact that it is pretty uh, welcoming and, uh, and accepting and... As Wei said, kind of, you just feed off of what what they give you, and if if you treat us with respect, we're going to treat you with respect, and and try in, in any kind of situation. If you realize that maybe it's it's a one way thing, get out of there. It's it's their loss at the end. And and to an earlier point, Davy, like I want to acknowledge Wei and and John for being the the social leaders of of this specific community, uh, where, where people like Hanzi. Uh, can feel a bit safer uh, to be himself and perhaps not feel as much of a pressure to lean into some uh, personality aspects that start to become more of a caricature of, of who he can be, as we all do in certain ways. 
but, you know, again, I've been attracted to this community because it feels much more accepting. Uh, we come as we are, and, and that's good enough. Uh, I also want to offer respect to Hanzi in the sense that, you know, when, when John and Wei are doing these, uh, these live shows after the TV episodes on Zoom, like when I go in there, Hanzi is the one facilitating conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't get a sense that it feels overbearing or not. He is the one raising his hand, being generous and saying, I'm going to help lead because mm-hmm. I know there are other people sitting here that may want to socialize, but they may not feel quite as comfortable raising their hand and saying, I'll go first. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when it's time to start the show, he's very self-aware of that too. And he knows when to drop out. That That is a great point, Jordan. Yeah. I, I mean, usually when I log into the rooms, you know, before our live streams, um, it's, if Hanzi wasn't there to start conversation, like it would be incredibly awkward. So he really provides a service for, for me to, for me to get comfortable uh, in, in those rooms and then, yeah, I'd like to, to, you know, be often be first and sometimes being the only person to, to raise their hand to, to have the conversation. There wouldn't be a show um, or at least we wouldn't have that, that segment of the show if, if not for people like him. So thank you for bringing that up, Jordan. Let's go back to the Zoom room here. And we've got Chris Elliott, Chris Elliott, um, former challenger, I shall say, for the uh, Up Next Crown. What's up, Chris? Loser at Up Next Mania. <laughs> Yeah. Run around. How are we all doing, guys? Yes, yes, hey, yeah, yeah. Let's go with that. Um, I mean, really, I I just kind of want to echo a lot of what's been said today and just say thank you to you all. Um, I've had, I think I've been kind of open with with everybody here that with my own experiences with my mental health, and I, I dare say that if it wasn't for this this community. Um, I don't know where I would have been. Um, sorry to kind of bring it down like that, but it's it's just the way that it's that it's it, it kind of feels to me, and I know that it's it's kind of boosting my confidence in a way. Um, I, like if you'd asked me at the start of this pandemic when everything was kind of kicking off when we were going into lockdown, and if I ever thought that like a year later I'd be sending video of me and my family to some guy in Australia to do a video for some online uh, quiz I'd have called you insane um and it's your it's, promo your sorry to cut you off but like your promo was fantastic and of course Dickie did a tremendous job but like that was some of the best stuff i've ever seen um that that came out of a supplementary podcast like it's insane it was Uh, so a true baby face yeah um well thank you but it's it's made it's it's helped me along just due to the fact that the relationships i've got with of some of the members of this community um some of which i will as same with what brandon was saying earlier to people that i that I talk to pretty much every day um, through like group chats, through Discord, through whatever. Um, and it's just, I will say it's, it's improved my, I still obviously, obviously have my struggles, but it's improved my mental health. Um, just having a group of friends, even something just, if something goes wrong where I can just rant to somebody and say, look, this is what's, you know, shit's hit the fan at work or something like that. And 
someone's always kind of go, Chris, look, you'll be fine. Everything's cool. Um, and that really, for me, is the benefit of community where you can you can have your own troubles and 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 you can have people that are there that will help you along. But at the same time, if those same people that you rely on have their problems, you're there to back them up in the same way that they're, they're there for you. Um, and that's something that I know that this community has been for a lot of people. And it's, it's I, I will say for, every, for everybody that it's helped, especially over the last year and a half, thank you for, for, for building the community to what it is. Thank you for putting yourself out there as well. Um, like it, it is a two-way thing and you, you've always engaged with us. Like you, you're a name that popped up in, in feedback and stuff before we, we were doing more of these live video things and actually talking to each other regularly. So um, like, yeah, thank you because you, um, you helped us this year as well, as much as we may have helped you, you definitely helped us and um all the work you put in and embraced this the kind of crazy idea we had um, with Up Next Mania. Like it's it's not all us. It's it's you, Chris, as well. It, it's all the people that engage um, in this community. Um, it's it wouldn't be a community without you guys, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, just like for me, like seeing some uh, so, like somebody like Chris's contributions to to everything that you guys do, um, it's so incredibly impressive. Like just for me to have, uh, I I would say like these pretty well formed, I think, um, identities of people that you know aren't necessarily on the podcast, but are like you know have have personalities and have roles on the podcast. Um, without necessarily being there to break down any pro wrestling show. Uh, I, I feel like, I mean, I feel extremely lucky just to kind of be associated with this this incredible cast of people that have like, you know, put themselves out there and are either tremendously entertaining or insightful. And uh, yeah, it's it's something I'm probably, John and I are both incredibly proud of, like to even get the ball rolling on, on it all. Uh, so thank you so much, Chris, for the call. I just wanted to say thank you, Chris. Uh, Chris putting out there as well, sort of being comfortable to share with with friends you made through through like post and up next when having a shitty day and and vice versa. But what's so awesome about this? This isn't just a a Canadian North American podcast group. This is worldwide. And what is great is any time of the day. uh, I work crazy weird hours. I know I can I can log on to like one of our chats to a for- to the forum, to the discord, whatever, someone's always there within this community. You want to talk, someone is always there because like you've got people in Australia, you've got people in the UK, it's, it's worldwide. And there's, there's always someone there to listen to you and to engage with, which is, which is awesome. So awesome. Mm-hmm. Chris is really speaking to this village mentality where we all take care of each other. And, and at times, uh, some members of a certain village are going to need more support. Uh, but there is this this commitment to the tribe as a whole. And, you know, pre-internet uh, and even further back than that, you know, the ways in which we would uh, relate to, to people in certain communities, it was obviously much more location specific. This is, uh, these are my, my physical neighbors. Uh, and then often religion 
was kind of the place that that we would gather and feel connected to a community uh, going to church, uh, for instance. Uh, but but now, especially with the internet, uh, as we've been mentioning, we can be a lot more specific in how we most feel alive in our own identity and seek out the people in which we can uh, form tribes and and build villages uh, with in, in the ways in which we feel like a, a more interesting or, or best or more honest version of who we are. Uh, and that is acknowledged and reflected and validated by others uh, who, who see these things within themselves as well. Um, so, so Chris, I, I want to say thank you for leading. Thank you for opening your heart, because I know that there will be many people around the world listening to what you just said and in the ways that you have led by uh, sharing your story and experiences with uh, a bit more vulnerability and an open heart. That's giving permission to other people to do that for themselves, whether it's sharing a bit more with a friend that they know through this wrestling community uh, or within another community of their own. But in this way, you have helped the village in, in your sharing today. So respect to you and thank you, Chris. Thank you so much, Chris. Um, yeah, uh, at, at this point, guys, um, you know, this was not something I really kind of planned um, in conjunction with the release of this edition of the wellness policy, but something that just kind of fell into our laps courtesy of listeners david myers which uh, i guess many up next listeners may remember as uh not josh groban not josh groban not uh, josh groban you know earlier this summer he actually approached me and john with the an idea for a podcast and he unfortunately can't make his way onto this uh edition of the show to discuss it but I do have his initial pitch that I would like to read to all of you because I think it perfectly encapsulates what the podcast is about. David Myers, not Josh Groban, says, Hey guys, one of my favorite parts of post-wrestling is the community of listeners you built up. On the Friday and pay-per-view shows, I always look forward to people calling in. Neil, Colby, Hansi, and so many more. Often I wish we could hear from them more or learn more about their stories. I wanted to pitch you an idea. A monthly podcast interviewing active slash prominent members of the post-community. Bruce and I, Bruce Lord, and I would co-host. It's a format I've done successfully for other shows with an active listener base, and I think there would be demand for it here. Each podcast would be 45 minutes to an hour, covering topics such as, how did you get into wrestling? How did you discover John and Way? Your favorite things about the post-community? Your favorite matches and eras? What currently excites you in modern wrestling, etc.? If the concept is of interest, we'd be willing to, willing to record a demo so all of us could see how it could work, it could work in practice. And I am very pleased to announce, uh, if you have not heard already, because I actually did announce this earlier in the week on uh, Rewind Away, but uh, we are going to debut this podcast uh, on the Post Wrestling Cafe feed Saturday. So if you're listening to this right now, and if you go over to postwrestlingcafe.com on Saturday, sorry, postwrestlingcafe.com on Saturday, you will find the first episode of the Postmarks podcast hosted by David Myers, along with Bruce Lord. And their very first guest for their first episode is somebody that our audience knows very well and might not have been able to hear from as much lately. But thankfully, even though David wasn't able to join us here, this man is. He is the first guest of Postmark's podcast. And here to tee it up is our man, Neil Flanagan. How you doing, Neil? I'm doing well, guys. How are you? I thought I'd turn my camera on so that... Um... 
Brandon could have a laugh at my curtains. He seemed to enjoy my curtains last time I, I made a video. So. <laughs> wow. I, I, I just happen to be in, this happens to be the room with the brightest lighting and it's pitch dark outside. So that's why. <laughs> nice to see you. But yes, uh, lovely to see you all. Um, again, um, yes, you've, you've teed it up perfectly. Uh, way. Uh, not Josh and Bruce um, got in touch with me and said, um, we have this idea. We'd like to give a sort of a proof of concept, a kind of a pilot to John and Wayne, see what they make of it. And I'll be honest, um, and David will tell you this, I wasn't completely sold on the idea. And the reason for that was, and I'm not trying to be um, falsely humble, it, I just sort of thought, who who wants, who cares? You know, who's going to want to listen to me be interviewed? But then I, I call I call bullshit, Neil. I'm the what? first who's going to download I, and listen to this episode. I, I'm interested, Neil. <laughs> like that—that's who you know. Like I—I—I I, I, I had a chance to listen to it. I thought it was a wonderful conversation. I got to learn a bit more about you, how you discovered the podcast, podcast, but also how you discovered professional wrestling itself. So, I mean, if you're asking for an audience, like I—I I, I count myself among them. Well, th- th- thanks. That, uh, that's that's very kind of you guys. And I did get thinking then. You know, if. Um, if someone wants to chat to Matty B for 45 minutes or an hour, I'm in, you know, or or Chris Elliott or or Chris Leone or Dickie Bird or, you know, you name it. There's a, there's a whole bunch of people out there. So, um, yeah, when I'm on the listener side of things, I can I can see uh, the appeal to this show. So I had a good time talking to them and um, I hope people like it. You know, it's I, I it was. Um, cards on the table it was recorded a little while ago not not months ago by any means but long enough ago that i don't really remember what i said so uh, we'll see what people make of it um and i, I would like just to say because i would have called anyway on this uh on this show uh to say that um thank you guys for creating the platform for this community because i was a listener post a pre-post hard hard uh, phrase to say and um it was quite a passive experience just listening to the podcasts i know there were the pro boards but i wasn't really a member and didn't follow what was going on there and i just feel like you know these platforms have sprung up there's the up next facebook group the forum of course and the discord and they all have their own appeal and in, in, in certain ways you know the discord you can go on to voice chat share your screen, you can just send little short messages, all of those sorts of things. And I have made genuine friends in this community. Uh, Dickie, I've mentioned, um, as well as being super talented, he's just a lovely guy. Um, he can give me lots of advice about technology and gaming and, you know, he can be a bit of a shoulder to cry on. Um, Chris Leone is a fantastic guy. Um, I, he just introduced me to Twitch in a big way. Joycey, who was on the... Uh, uh, who was here earlier on, um, who's from just down the road in Ireland. Um, and next time UFC come, I'm going to go to a show with him. Brandon, of course, uh, um, a many-layered man and a, a person who, uh, first time I got chatting to, um, I didn't really know, I'll be honest, didn't really know what to make of Brandon. Was he just a persona or a what, you know, but he he's far from that. He's he's uh, There are many layers to him. He's a really good guy. Jesse from the six, somebody goes back a long way with you guys. Um, 
and he's not super um, active on the on the Discord or anything like that. But just somehow managed to get into very regular contact with him. We chat about football, politics, the environment, all the things he's interested in. Wrestling's the connective tissue that brings us all together. But what I find, which I think is interesting, is that the Watchmen direct message group was brought up earlier on. That has nothing to do with wrestling, and that was WH and Scrump were two of them. The and uh, Mike Murray were um, all sort of founders of of that chat. So it's we talk about all sorts of things. I talked to WH about um, Doctor Who, about comics, um, movies, you know, all the all these sorts of things. Um, you guys talk mad I, shit in that group. I from what WH tells me, so it's true. <laughs> yeah, it is true. And it's, 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 it's a secret a, chat. I want to. I want to enter the most, but I also don't. So it's a. <laughs> it's fine. It's a, it's a weird friendship. Yeah, I mean, I've been chatting to WH like on Skype and stuff, but while he was still in 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 Japan, and I feel really honored because what was said earlier on about being a little bit frightened. I remember very well my first call into the um, uh, cafe hangout and being nervous as shit and like, what am I going to say to these guys? You know, and um, doing the whole first time, long time, you know, <laughs> stumble, nonsense, you know. And now I, I like to think that even the luminaries of post, you know, I've got a friendship with Phil, who's introduced me to MMA. It's Eric as well. Andrew and uh, Thompson and Bushby had me on their show. You know, it was amazing to me. Um, WH had mentioned um, Braden and Davey, of course, had me um, make them watch a film about a a gay guy coming of age in a sort of high school rom-com, which I knew was out of their comfort zone, but also I knew was a really good film that I thought they would enjoy. And I think you guys did, you know, and... uh, Jordan helps to keep me sane just on the um, on this show and in social media and in this sort of laughter is the best medicine sense as well because uh, I I love your sense of humour and way you and John of course you know because you know I never thought I would six seven years ago I never ever thought I'd see the day where I'd be chatting with you offline about the state of democracy in Hong Kong or giving you toothbrush recommendations or stuff like that. It's, it's, it's very, very weird. You know, oh, yeah. um, okay. uh, you know, we're, we're pals now of, of at least of a sort. And that's, it's incredible. And that's all down to community. So um, uh, of course, as usual, I'm rambling, but um, I, you know, it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing. And uh, I, I hope, I hope to listen to the other episodes of this to get back to what I'm meant to talk about the other episodes of the show. And can't wait to see who, who they get on Same and, here. Uh, their story. Yeah. yeah. I'm very excited. And I think, you know, most of you listening will, to this right now, if you've gotten this deep into the podcast, I think you'll, you're exactly the type of audience for this particular uh, uh, show. So it's called Postmarks podcast. It's going to be on the post wrestling cafe feed, but it'll be free for anybody to listen to. So all you'll have to do is to click on the link whenever we send it out there this weekend and you can listen to it. Uh, or if you are a post wrestling cafe patron, you get it directly into your phones. So thank you so much, Neil, for being on the show and, and being a part of the community. Thanks for having me. Cheers, Neil. Thank you, Neil. So, 
Uh, at this point in the show, guys, uh, is there anything else you guys like to add to the conversation, or do you want to give some plugs about where people can find you? Uh, I think I as just, Brandon, no, go ahead. I was going to say, well, as Brandon from New Jersey said in, in the comments, Neil giving the Oscar speech. Uh, I think yeah. Neil is a uh, is perhaps uh, one of the most articulate members of this community, um, and and what a leader for us all to kind of. Uh, uh, put put a pin into this conversation today, but maybe Davey had something to say. I don't know. It seemed like it. Uh, I just wanted to uh, shout out John Sino as well, who's who's really helped Braden and I so so much over the last um, last couple of years. And and uh, if you want to support him, his t shirt has just gone up on the Pro Wrestling Tees up next door. So uh, get yourself a Shine the Dark t shirt, dot com slash up next. I believe there's a load of Thanksgiving Black Friday sales this weekend. So a good time to get it. And I believe a hoodie is on its way too. And everyone loves the hoodies. But uh, yeah, Sino is is an val- uh, invaluable member of this community and uh, like help, has helped us out so much over the last couple of years. It's a beautiful shirt. It's nice, it's right? Logo. Yeah. Uh, wow. Shout out Dickie Bird once again. Um, coming to the rescue there. And I saw his uh, his tag team partner per se, uh, Fire Frank, is going to be a significant part of this this game you're hosting tonight. Yes, yes, we're doing our third annual Survivor Series game tonight. If you're listening to this after Thursday, it will be up uh, on our Twitch and the YouTube and the audio version on the Patreon. Uh, but Fire Frank is defending the BDE Championship in a fatal five way Survivor Series draft. Uh, we've got Brandon from New Jersey challenging for the title for the first time. We've got Braden, the former champion, trying to trying to regain that title. And we've got a couple of guests as well. So uh, tune in at 9 p.m. Eastern time tonight for that or find it youtube.com slash up next and hit that subscribe button and subscribe to post wrestling. They need 10K. We just want 1K right now. So <laughs> go ahead. Go there. Everybody. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you know, of course you can find uh, Davey at Davey Portman on Twitter, uh, at up next podcast, Jordan Goodman. Where can people find you? Uh, at Papa Roach on snapchat.com. Uh, so next week or next month, next month, uh, the wellness policy returns. Yes. way we're going to do it again. Yes, I think so. Yes. I had almost forgotten. Yes. I think we will be back. I mean, it'll be, I've been a, a full year of the wellness policy in December. Did it go by quickly? Uh, kind of, yeah. In some ways, in some ways, yes. In some ways, no. But uh, I, I, yeah. I feel like it was only a few weeks ago that we were reading about and attempting to publicly discuss the concept of flow. Yes, yes, that was almost an entire year ago. So, what will we be talking about in December? So, I think we agreed it would perhaps be an appropriate time to reflect not only on uh, what what we have helped. Uh, create in these discussions and in the community around the wellness policy, but even, I guess, more broadly, uh, we're at some sort of pivot point, it feels like, with this pandemic after the past year and a half or so. It feels even like a couple years at this point. Um, and I think it might be a, a nice time to maybe start to reflect on uh, what that experience has been like for us and the ways in which uh, we have evolved uh, due to this situation, uh, perhaps even looking at what are some of the gifts that uh, this obviously uh, 
horrific experience in, in, in many respects has, has offered to us in the ways in which we were forced to, to change and maybe spend some time to look within and ask, Hey, uh, normal is not normal anymore. So what's normal for me and what sorts of things that we accepted as normal, uh, aren't working for us, whether in lifestyle or career or relationships or otherwise. Uh, so I think that's like a general kind of, uh, frame that, that, that will, you know, uh, paint the picture within, I don't know. Uh, but kind of reflecting on what this global pandemic has been uh, for us and and what the future looks like uh, for us in 2022. It's another show that I, I don't anticipate us having too many uh, pre-show conversations about. And you know what? Like the, if these past couple shows are any indication, I think this is the best way to do this podcast. You know, like having the topics that we kind of understand, but don't fully understand until we actually go in and record. So it's a bit nerve wracking, but at the same time, it's also quite exciting and makes the whole show a bit more organic. So thank you so much for uh, both of you guys for, for your time. And if you've listened this far, thank you so much for listening. And uh, hopefully we'll see you next month. Bye.